0: Welcome back, everybody. This is the Man Cave Caucus Podcast Show. And we're coming at you from deep in the bowels of the man cave, where you get straight to the truth and nothing but the truth, Tim.
1: Maybe a few of my opinions.
0: Yeah, I mean, aside from a few (laughs) facts that are not, in fact, facts, straight to the truth. Straight. But often also with a bit of a humorous... um, chaser that helps it go down a little more smooth
1: maybe it's the you know what i mean happy scenic route to the truth
0: (laughs) and the rich and manly smells of the man cave yeah we
1: got a little propane action tonight the uh the plush leather couch that i got on uh i didn't even
0: notice the old uh, facebook marketplace
1: Definitely had for twenty
0: five dollars.
1: No way, it 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 looks like it's had a much easier life than the last couch that was in for here. For sure, that one was free though. This is fantastic. Twenty five bucks to yeah. free is a big. I mean, every every once in a while, I I find you, a good deal. You found a gold nugget. Mm-hmm.
0: And where you also might find a little, uh, you know, the the uh, familiar, distinct aroma of some bore cleaner and gun oil to fill the old nostrils as we mm. dig into this week's show, Tim. It's going to be lit, as the kids say these days. Uh, no cap. <laughs> uh, <sighs> the vernacular that they use sometimes. It's quite interesting. Was it really like that when we were young? I don't know. Oh, yeah. did yeah. we have those no kind questions, of questions. No
1: questions. Because I remember the old folks... Making reference, and uh, we are now uh, official. It's official. It's official. We're old. Uh, My
0: second daughter got married last weekend. So,
1: well, how do you feel about kids' bikes trekking through your yard? Yeah, that's that's how I keep it. A little bit of the old crotchety, yeah, attitude. If your joints start to hurt, get off my lawn, kids skateboarding past your house, you know, the end is nigh. Yeah.
0: I'm just glad you're here, Tim. I, uh, as you know, I did the midweek minute
1: for the first time this week from Jefferson City. I uh, I noticed a couple things about that. One, that it was a very easy listen, unlike <laughs> when I listened to our podcast. <laughs> and I also, I felt like the same information was given in a very concise 30 minutes, like yeah. you were, you were within seconds of nailing and we're usually within 30 minutes of. Yeah. So well, I, I tell you. It was you,
0: extremely boring though for me. Well, I, I hope I it, did enjoy that the way no, it was enjoy that to our listeners, but.
1: It was informative. I felt
0: all, I felt kind of like the, the old tree falling in the forest, you know, when there's no one else
1: around and just crashing around and there's nobody yeah. there to save me no i if uh, Did it really fall, I don't know if I'm the person here to save you you're you're in a bad way friend i <laughs> I noticed it was completely devoid of awkward pauses and you know and um i was i missed it i missed the and ums i it cut a full twenty minutes off yeah if we were if you were being paid by the minute, I could definitely give you some pointers on how to or by the and ums. Oh man, you'd be a millionaire if if you take my course. But hey, we we <laughs> have made a,
0: we have made a promise to our listeners that we're going to be real, Tim. Well, and
1: like it, love it, leave it. That's the what hardest, you get. Hardest part, I I really believed that I didn't say and um in real life, and then now it's all I hear when I talk. Imagine so, what
0: it would be if it wasn't for half of them that I edited out.
1: That's what when you told me that I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> ben Ben uh Ben really cares because that's yeah. a lot of editing. I don't I do I don't do them all, but well that we would get it back down to the hour we're shooting for if yeah. we did such. So speaking of hour, we better get on to the yeah, good stuff. A
0: lot of stuff has happened since last weekend. My goodness, we Busy don't even week. have enough time. Busy week. Busy week. So Trump
1: wins Iowa bigly. Bigly. You know the previous record was Bob Dole with thirteen percent win. Can you imagine? Think Robert. About, think about how exciting Bob Dole. Was. Robert Dole, heir to the banana uh, fortune. Banana, the banana man. Um, pretty sure. Same <laughs> last name.
0: Hey, do you know this is a really quick little rabbit trail? But I have been in Panama at those banana plantations where Dole gets their bananas. Yeah.
1: And it is quite an experience. Just so you know. Is that where the word Dole drum came from? Is that the drums that they send the fruit <laughs> I over? Don't
0: know. They've got quite the system, though. We'll have to talk about that I one bet. of these days. Yeah. So, Iowa, look at this. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, 51%,
1: 56,260 votes. Yeah. You- who was the nearest? Uh, DeSantis was who, yes, second. But, but listen, listen to the numbers, folks. If
0: Yeah, DeSantis was second, 21.2%, 23,420 votes, got nine delegates. Trump gained 20 delegates. Nikki Haley came in third place, 19.1%, uh, 21,000 and some change on votes, eight delegates. Then you had Vivek. Ramaswamy, 7.7%, 8,449 votes. Three Dis-
1: delegates. Disappointing yep.
0: 7%. But but there's is- some interesting breakdowns, I think, as to why. He did not win the young voters uh, like we thought as much. In fact, most of the young Republican voters in Iowa went to Ron DeSantis and not to Vivek. That's but, surprising. But Vivek also didn't win the older uh, population of voters, you know, like the forty five and up. So that's a pretty slim window there of of uh, voters that he was able to pick up. Hmm. I think he's a little, little ahead of his time, Tim. But um, he was the first one to drop out and endorse Trump almost immediately.
1: Uh, did you see Tim Scott was also endorsing? Yeah,
0: he Trump? dropped out, uh, endorsed Tim, uh, endorsed Trump as well. Let's go on down the list real quick, and then we'll finish up on that. Ryan Binkley. Who is that? I've never heard of this guy before. Ryan Binkley. I know some Binkleys down in Kentucky, but uh, that's the only ones I know. But .7%. But he had more votes than Chris Christie. Chris Crispy came in last place.
1: If point .1%. He punched... Above his weight class, well, yeah. that's that's what he wants uh, on his on his stone. So Binkley had
0: exponentially more votes than Chris Christie. He had seven hundred seventy-four. Chris Christie had thirty-five votes. <laughs> Asa Hutchinson had more votes than Chris Christie, the governor of Arkansas, former. Wow. Actually he's still the governor, I think. No, he's not. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the governor now. And you had just told me that last week or I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Former governor Asa Hutchison, point two percent. So um nobody likes Chris Christie. It's just a fact.
1: Well poor guy. He punches above his weight class in his own words, and his weight class is not classified sumo. Yeah. But sumo's don't punch, is it like So Vivek,
0: I mean, I mean, the next day was on the campaign trail with Trump.
1: I think he was Almost on the campaign like, trail with yes, Trump. Yes, a, a few, a few weeks my, before. Yeah,
0: I my, think my prediction, my theory, could have been true. I've had
1: a few people uh, think that that was a very interesting take, and. uh I mean, he was giving speeches the next day with Trump in New Hampshire uh,
0: and just swinging for the fences. Great stuff. I mean, barn burner speeches, substance saying, you know, this is a 1776 moment and the the Republican Party's got to get back to 1776 ideals and freedom and liberty, denouncing Mm -hmm. the the DEI, um, you know, racist hogwash that's going on, energy independence, securing the border, on down the line. But in a more articulate way than trump can do right on those issues you know again trump has his own value when it comes to uh, speeches and and those things i mean who who else can go for an hour and a half and have the crowd on the edge of their seat like yeah. donald trump but vivek has a way of quickly articulating those things in such a uh, a clear way and making it sound like yes, this is it, yeah. you know, which it is. I mean, most of the time he's right on those issues. But I thought it was interesting that Trump said in in that uh, first speech that he did that um, Vivek Ramaswamy would be working with them for a long time. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. And so uh, I think that's an indication I, that, you know.
1: I listen I listen to all of Trump's speeches, um on mainstream news outlets, so yeah, I miss some stuff except for the ones that just didn't play his speeches. We'll talk about all of that them. That, that was the joke. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, right,
0: I miss some things. So Christie's out now, even signs of DeSantis though, uh, getting out. He has canceled all of uh, several of his media, um, appearances over this weekend. And it seems to me that well, it's kind of indicating that he's uh, very close to throwing in the towel as well.
1: Well, he, he put all of his eggs in the Iowa basket and came out 30 points shy of a W. Yeah. They really – they uh, his advisors were expecting him to win Iowa or be within three points, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was 10 times that off. Yeah. So careful what your advisors are whispering. Yeah.
0: So Nikki Haley's the only one that's seemingly trying to hang on for dear life here. And it's obviously not working, but... She's hanging in there like a hair in a
1: biscuit. Yeah.
0: And I I think people can just see through her. I mean... She is the fly in the ointment. And it's getting worse. The more she speaks, the more she uh, talks about policy, the worse it gets,
1: you know? Has Has your media feed um been just rife with anti Nikki Haley or is the algorithm just pandering to me
0: no, I've seen a lot of conservative media that's really going hard after Nikki Haley then you had the the uh, reports of the affairs come out yeah. this week you know from before uh, she was governor in South Carolina and uh, all of that coming through as well so I think it was with like supposedly with a comms consultant or something uh, prior to when she ran for governor there. So she's get hit hard by conservative media um and I mean and rightfully so. I mean when yeah. when you find out the act, you know I think the factual reports saying that a lot of democrats switched over and voted for Nikki Haley yeah. to try to you know keep Donald Trump out of of winning the first place in Iowa you know it's just it's not what people want to hear. it's no. not what people want to see on especially the republican base of voters. They're so sick and tired of those kind of antics with politicians and so i
1: I think you know it's over i I definitely listening I was listening to a couple interviews with Elon Musk this week and uh talking about twitter uh x mm-hmm. and uh is what I haven't been like I said. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am transitioning over from uh, Facebook to Twitter. Yeah. I don't even like to use the word transitioning anymore. Yeah, I know. Um, it does definitely has some. Yeah, uh, brings up connotations. It's, a, that it's kind of with a trigger trigger word, you know. So, anyways, he was saying how the they are talking about how they got rid of the. uh, not the, they've limited the algorithm where you can shut off the for you, I believe is what mm-hmm. he was saying, or would they were going to bring that about. So if you didn't want an algorithm and yep. they also took away, and I, you knew, I'm sure you knew this. I'm not real familiar with the platform. I I am a premium member, but they, they removed the warnings, mm-hmm. um, false information or, or whatever it, uh when they fact check you, mm-hmm. they re- they had removed that, and community then the community gets to moderate that, yep. and it was really cool why He was explaining to somebody from the BBC, you know, why it was okay for people to decide mm-hmm. for themselves. It's a novel idea, right? And that guy just he told he said it like ten different he ways. He kept it. saying it's it's not that complicated. <laughs> it's it's okay for the viewer to decide mm-hmm. the truth or. Yeah to be offended or to decide if the content isn't what they want to see or they feel like it is violating standards or whatever. And it, it allowed him, it's just a beautiful thing. It allowed him to eradicate 80% of the workforce there at Twitter. They've simplified the codes down to, he said a 700 line code from a 7,000 line code or something like that to moderate. Yeah, And uh, just a, Beautiful thing. He's really, really does believe in the freedom of speech. He and, does. And he's put it all on the
0: line there. And I think it's really showing. So there was a interview, I think it was Jack Basobiec, his um, podcast, and he was interviewing Tucker Carlson. And uh, he mentions Nikki Haley. I want you to hear what Tucker says about yeah. Nikki Haley.
2: No, you'd be cool with Nikki Haley on there, right?
3: <laughs> Nikki a, Haley
2: running with Trump? Oh, that was a joke. You know, that's so grotesque that I've got to think people who support Trump currently would come out against Trump vehemently. You know what someone said to me recently? Do you think that's real? I think there's a push for it. I think the From whom? From her people. You know what someone said to me, though? Very, very recently, we said on the show, they said it was Richard Barris. He does People's Plundit, and he said, full credit, he said, they will install her. They will try to install her as VP so they can take out Trump. Of course, it's exactly you, where my mind. For, went. I, I was going to say, there's no one more sinister than Nikki <laughs> like, Haley, but that's giving her credit for existing. He said there's
1: no
0: one more sinister than Nikki. Haley. When
2: I, I, I mean, that's saying I a lot. didn't
1: watch this. I didn't watch this clip, but I was. I wanted to just blurt out, they would Clinton Trump so fast, like he would. Oh yeah, he would be gone the second they that the uh, that ticket went through. Yeah, his would ticket get would get punched. Oswalded pretty quick. Oh, dude. That's exactly what I thought. She just, I got a full picture, and like I said, maybe it was fed to me by the algorithm, but man, I got a full picture of Nikki Haley this week, and I was like, what a monster. Yeah, listen to this, what Tucker
2: says. I think she actually does. I mean, but I think Nikki Haley is a hologram. I mean, she's not, Nikki Haley is just a physical representation of the lust for power of the oligarch class. It's just like, if Ken Griffin, you know, had a sock puppet, it would be... (laughs) Nikki Haley. I mean, it's like the most. Dis- Why is Nikki Haley even in the race? She's her views bear no resemblance to the views of Republican primary voters. None. It's true. She's totally for the BLM riot. She's totally for the training insanity. And she's for mm. declaring war on half the world. You know, I honestly think if you said to Nikki Haley, you know, she's whatever. I've got her positions now. But if you said to Nikki, Haley, look, I have a lot of money, like for real. I've got a hundred billion dollars and I'll give you a third of it to come out and attack Israel. There's no question that she would. And this is a person. She would just turn around. Just one time on like that. You know, I've really thought about it and I think that Benjamin Netanyahu is the, you know, greatest threat to world peace and I think honestly we should take their nuclear weapons away. Maybe we invade Israel because they're a threat to national security. I think she'd be saying stuff like that if you paid her enough.
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: I think he's right. Uh, and what he's saying is, you know, she is that typical all too often politician that it, it's just how much she gets out of it, whatever it is, you know, that is controlling her with influence. Um,
1: you know, because of that, that just insatiable desire for power. I would, uh, I it's I know it's probably highly illegal, but if I were doing like a smear campaign as a someone running against her, I would make campaign videos that were satire and then at the end put sponsored by Lockheed Martin and you know sponsored by all of sponsored by the more or less by the war machine and uh, it would just be humorous the the Most Babylon think Bee, that
0: we we need world peace and less war it's not true we need more
1: it's kind of like destroy the democracy to save it right um it would be a good you know destroy the planet to save it. You know, I mean, we need more war to get less. Yes. Because (laughs) less people, less fighting.
0: It's just terrible. She's so fake. Um, and I think that's the bottom line. And I think people see it like, yeah, there's no hiding it. And, uh, people are so, I mean, if that is like that, that's the worst thing that people are, you know, they're, they're, they just despise it. They're so sick of those, the people that are fake, the politicians that are fake, the leaders that are fake. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why Trump got elected the first time. And that's why he's going to get elected again is because people are tired of those that are just completely fake that don't have their best interest at heart. And that's why Trump is steamrolling everybody in this primary. Um, It's not surprising to me. Now there's a lot of chatter about the VP who that's going to be. Some people are talking, Vivek Ramaswamy. Some people are talking Nikki Haley. I, I just think if he was to pick Nikki Haley, just like they were talking, he's going to lose voters. Here's, here's the lose, thing. He'd
1: probably lose me. Here's the thing. He has to go with principle on this. He has to go with principle on this. If he goes with any kind of a trans, like if we'll see it if it's pandering. I don't want, the most expedient, you know, pander to the most voters necessarily. I want the principles that he ran on last, and, yeah. and not only ran on, but came through with. I want to see, and I, I feel like if Ramaswamy is not in fact a, you know, a plant type situation, like a, a propped up, polished politician.
0: Yeah, the biggest thing for me that is, type of a person, though, is I want. Scorched earth on the deep state. I want scorched earth on the bureaucracy. That's that's why Scratch it all. Start
1: from zero. That's why everything Ramaswamy has been yeah. saying is like... It's he's the only way that we can actually... Pick bureaucracy to a... Recover from this. Yeah. And then move forward. Bloated bureaucracy. Give them a little lap band surgery. I mean, it's what killed Trump,
0: you know, the, the, the first time was the people that controlled the deep state and controlled the bureaucracy that have been there and that are just embedded in that. And that's,
1: maybe it's the Cowboys fan in me, but, um, anyway, but maybe it's the Cowboys fan in me, but I really, I just feel like it's like, I have that. It's too good to be true situation after, after the Iowa thing. I was like, man, maybe. Yeah. But then I started thinking what I was thinking two weeks ago about the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, Maybe it's their year. Maybe it's time. It wasn't time. Well, Tim Scott thinks it's time. Look at this. Listen to what he said. He's (laughs) endorsing Trump. He's standing here in the video with the Trump, uh, Trump train plane in the background. Watch
3: this. Oh, man. I'm so excited for the announcement tonight. Just tune in, pay attention, listen closely, and let's talk about four more years.
0: So let's talk about four more years, and then he went on to endorse Trump, so uh I mean it's lining
1: up pretty quickly right now. When um, when I watched that video, the first comment was someone said i they didn't call him a turncoat, but they called him some kind of a slur, and it said, "Do you not remember shaking beneath your desk on January sixth? Oh no." <laughs> Called him a name and then said, maybe you forgot. Maybe (laughs) you forgot this. What it was like to fear for your life shaking under your desk during January Mm -hmm. 6th. It's It's funny how people change. So
0: you're starting to see some heavy hitters endorsing Trump. Ted Cruz came out, I think, this week, endorsed Trump um, and some others. Heavy hitters like Representative Ben Baker from Missouri.
1: And others. Hey, so that's uh You know, the big dogs. That could sway me. Yeah, for sure. I know that guy. He's He's been a... And
0: speaking of insurrection, there was one again on the 13th of January this time, Tim. Ben,
1: you're tossing that insurrection word around. It was a bit insurrection-y. No. You don't know what an insurrection is. Let I mean, me breaking tell you. down the barriers at the White House. No. My goodness. No, 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 no. Insurrection's are much more peaceful oh. they're done by there's got to be a large percentage of white people with red hats i don't oh yeah you're you're thinking of that's definitely a, you're yeah. thinking of a peaceful protest i mm-hmm. insurrections are usually a fairly large group of conservative individuals who just love our country a little too much who obeyed the law and left their firearms at home right um mm-hmm. you know there's this was a mostly peaceful protest I uh, I think if you look at the uh recent additions to the definition Wikipedia and various other sources uh I actually we could probably ask chat GPT we could and they could let you know that this is this ask. was not an insurrection we- this was a peaceful protest by just... People that are being done wrong. This pro Hamas stuff, man, is wild. It's hard to hard to hard to get. Not a single arrest, though, at that insurrection e ish. Well, you can't arrest peaceful protesters. Ben, you can't run their lives. You can't follow peaceful protesters around on airplanes and imprison them. They were probably much too young, too. And I'll tell you the it's biggest the problem
0: is the grandma's that do the insurrections. Right. The
1: biggest problem with this their blue hair is how I false knew teeth. is how I knew it wasn't an insurrection is there just wasn't enough FBI operatives. Yeah, that's present. true. That is true. So
0: although, you know, the uh the old patriot front was marching in around a day. So mm. Maybe the feds are at it again. Let's. They're they're just in the van making pipe bombs, trying to with their matching blue shirts and khaki pants. Yep. and masks
1: in white vans. Definitely
0: not feds. No, by any stretch.
1: I wonder. Hmm. Wonder how hard it is to. It's just surprising that infiltrate. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? It's probably too late. I've already spoken it into the ethers. And yeah, they're listening. Yeah. It'd be way too easy for them to say, Hey, Tim Holden. Yeah. Co-host. He, he talked about co-host of the man cave caucus. Yeah. He's looking to become an FBI agent to just see if he can get involved with some insurrectiony type stuff. <laughs> it's so crazy. No, I'd be a mostly peaceful protester for sure. And, and that's what I'm afraid that if, if we lose the upcoming election, there's going to be some mostly peaceful protest and that's, I'm really afraid of that. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't think the confidence of the American people is going in the right direction when it comes to our elections. Oh. I don't.
1: I've never. It's kind of reaching a, uh, a breaking point. It was honest. like, it was like I wanted to refuse to be a sore loser in the last election. And at this point, I I feel like I'm running out of grace. If if it's so blatant, you know, if if all weekend at Bernie Joe's, I don't think there's pulls it off. Yeah, I could not set silent for another uh, another four years of that. I don't think there's going to be more. You know, there's going to be more scrutiny than ever has been, though. I heard a pretty interesting thing about, uh, you know, Burma and Myanmar. Yeah. Or formerly Burma, Myanmar. They, uh, I had known my sister and brother in law are missionaries there. Right. Or were. And they got, there was a coup kind of. There's two political parties and one drastically um, outpaced the other. It had been 50 50, kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I, I say kind of like America, where, there was kind of a back and forth for a lot of years and they were becoming a, you know, a, a pretty strong nation. And they or had some democracy, at least, I believe. And uh all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in one year, they just, it went like 90% wow, to the extremist side of it. Mm-hmm. And guess what voting machines they were using? Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Don't Starts guess. with a D. Well, let, people can look into that for them. Do a little, do a little with bit
0: of ominion. Mm-hmm. No joke. Yeah. Imagine that. Wild stuff. There's a lot of things there, um, but I, I think you're right. I, I think don't want to get in the weeds. I really don't. We like, better, I, yeah, we better get it right. It, it better be. And uh, again, it's always by states. You're going to have yeah. those few areas. Um. That that typically are the, the problem areas when it comes to election
1: I'm gonna, integrity. I'm gonna say something really ridiculous, but we know what way Missouri's going. Yeah. I feel like my time might be better used. Just you know, hanging out at the polls in like, let's say Georgia or somewhere. Yeah. You think Georgia fixed Arizona. their situation?
0: I think Arizona ha- has done a lot. Um Georgia has done some, but again, you're talking about Democrat ran elections, and anytime that they're in control of elections,
1: I'm just saying, I'm to a, me,
0: I think it's a little more likely. I might melon in like my that's vote the case, and just hand out donuts or something at the polls. Yeah, you can do that. Anyways, as long as you're not handing out donuts to get votes, you're, you're right. You're good to go. No, I'm gonna just wear. Khakis and a blue shirt. You'd be surprised at the people that don't know the law when it comes to election day. (laughs) I had this guy, we're standing at the polls and my dad, you know, my poor dad was out there uh, all day holding signs and just talking. My dad's the nicest person on planet Earth. And this crazy liberal comes up. You can't be here. You've got to be 200 feet, 250 feet from the door. And he's like, Wow, that's a long way. <laughs> he's like, um, actually, because I had printed out the statute to hand to everybody. Like, <laughs> if anybody has a question, just show them this. He's like, actually the law is twenty five feet from the door. And she, you know, of course wasn't
1: having it, but I'd I'd like to go out in a Bubs costume and be like, Give <laughs> you two thin dimes <laughs> to vote for Baker. <laughs> See how
0: far you get. Mm. They take, they've taken down my signs, uh, you know, and then argue that you're not allowed to have signs up. And I'm like, no, you, you are keep it classy and, and put them back up and then they'll take them back down. It's wild, man. Mm. And that's in a, a really red area. Yeah. But it's those
1: few, man, they're Mm. crazy. They're just crazy. I just want to remind our listeners that the most popular president ever to win an election by the number of votes was Joe Biden. He got more votes. That's a funny one, Tim. More physical votes than... You're bringing the jokes today, aren't you? Well, you might want to fact check me here. More than Bill Clinton, more than Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. more than Reagan... He got the most, yeah, all time most popular president.
0: Definitely cause for question, I think, because I just I just don't see um, Sleepy Joe being.
1: Uh, see, I kind of want you to fact check me this time. All but, that exciting, <laughs> but no, it, he was the most exciting. We were ready for radical change as Americans, and we cast our votes in yeah. record numbers for that that sleepy if, if you call mail in it in
0: casting i guess cuz that's what won the presidency was mail
1: in votes that i'll never remember were unsolicited or i'll never remember <laughs> i'll never forget 3 a, lot a. Of, a lot of
0: people in missouri got ballots from california
1: 3 a.m. going to sleep with a peace and a joy that our yep. country was in good hands for four more years but no and then waking up but wait there's myrrh. To the miracle of the most popular president ever winning in a, you know, a majority. Anyways. The old, uh, Roomba president. Really, really unsettling.
0: So in a little bit of Missouri news, Tim, we've talked a little bit, uh, about the sports betting issue in Missouri, um, you know, the past few years, they've tried to get this done in the legislature. It has not uh, been accomplished. The states around us are doing it. And I'm not necessarily voting in affirmative of sports betting, but we've talked about the initiative petition process and the possibility of it passing on the ballot if it goes to the people and then, um you know, the, the people that are going to benefit the most from it then would be in control of the language that goes on the ballot, which is probably not a good idea. So through the initiative petition process this week, there was a story which, you know, all these, so the St. Louis Blues, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Royals, um, St. Louis City, uh, they want to place this issue on the November ballot this year in 2024 and let the, the Missouri voters decide. So this is a story from Missouri Net. It says, according to the winning for Missouri Education Coalition, <laughs> oh, residents hmm. place roughly $2 billion in bets each year using offshore gaming websites or they drive to neighboring states. According to the Forbes magazine, 38 U.S. states in the District of Columbia have legalized sports betting. That figure includes seven of Missouri's eight neighbors. Missouri lawmakers have spent years trying to get it past the finish line only to be held up by the Missouri Senate. That is true. Um, and so it says, On behalf of our coalition of Missouri professional sports teams, we are united in our goal of supporting the legalization of sports wagering in Missouri in a reasonable and safe and responsible way that is good for our teams, our fans, our mm. Missouri teachers, and other citizens of Missouri, said Bill DeWitt, the third president of the St. Louis Cardinals. We would prefer to achieve this through the legislative process, however, while the sports wagering bills that, have supported, that we have supported through uh, this legislative process in the past couple of years have overwhelmingly passed in the Missouri House— and have also had the support of a majority of the Missouri Senate. But they have been repeatedly blocked in the Missouri Senate Are not allowed to proceed to a vote in the Missouri Senate. Therefore, as we are not optimistic that this pattern will change during the upcoming legislative session, I would say that's an understatement. We are currently proceeding with an initiative petition campaign to put the issue of legalized sports wagering on the ballot for Missouri voters in 2024. Beginning this week, we are launching our campaign. We'll be collecting signatures to support this initiative petition. So they have uh, finalized the decision to um, start gathering signatures and go to the ballot. Hmm. Um, now, I have seen some internal polls that have been done with sports wagering, and I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them to get that done, uh, according to Missouri polls Missouri vote uh, from Missouri voters. Um, now, you know, the more money you put into that, the more messaging that you, that you bring to that, I think it, it can move the needle some on that, but I still think it's a little bit of an uphill battle to get that done by the ballot. And here's the thing, if it does not pass on the ballot, um, who knows then how long it would be if it ever happens in Missouri. Yeah. Because if that happens, the, the, the legislature is not going to pick it up for a while, and say, well, the people just voted no, but we're going to do it anyway. Um,
1: so that's an
0: interesting. Uh,
1: I have story this week. I have a very. I'm I'm very torn on this issue, personally. Um, I I was a avid gambler um, for a few years, and uh, definitely super into sports. Thankfully, I was able to shake the negative, the, you know, the gambling situation. And, and, uh, I just, I know a lot of people who struggle with it and I've seen a lot, it hurt a lot of families, but, uh, I, I'm also, I like to believe that I'm mostly libertarian. I I feel like adults should be able to make bad choices if they're not hurting people. I know it's obvious, you know, the negative effects of this, but I, I could see that there would be some positive as far as with, uh, teachers and stuff. And I just, I feel like I'm just going to say that I feel like gambling is ruining sports. I feel like we're, I feel like sports, the, the sport that you know and love, whatever, if it's baseball, basketball, football, I feel like, It's all heading towards Mm WWE-esque entertainment. Yeah, because there's so much money involved. There's too much money involved. And I, once again, I I may just be, I I like to believe I'm sensible. I may be out in the weeds. I may be a straight-up conspiracy theorist. But I feel like it's already affected sports. I feel like, I feel about a lot of games, and not just games that, my team loses, you know, and, uh, but I feel like I have less trust. You're, you're leaving too much up to human nature when it comes to referees, when it comes to, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people who really pay attention to sports have, have at least seen things that they're like, mm, that concerns that, uh, that line got covered or, yeah, you know there there's too much left to human nature yeah there, you'll to... never convince me
0: that it's not possible
1: no and and we know i mean we know how what vegas was doing with boxing with i mean we have we have history to support that you're opening you're really and and so that's what i would say not try to convince people to believe one way or the other or and i know a lot of people it's just strictly immoral a moral thing that they don't want gambling of any kind, and gambling's going to happen, like you said. People are going across state lines, yep. you know. But I, I would almost, I would almost vote against it strictly to preserve the integrity of sports. And it's, I think it's too late, honestly. I think that, yeah. I mean, when seven of the ship, states around us out of eight, that ship has sailed, um, you know. But I
0: think, I think there, when it starts happening in a way that the public start realizing that it wasn't maybe the best idea. It's, then what's going to happen? It's too late. So it's hard How, you know, how it's, easy is ha- it to repeal laws then? Not when it's a constitutional one. Exactly. Yeah, because and, then it goes back to a vote of the people. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. You know, I don't know how it's going to play out in Missouri. Well, um I would say that there's going to be a ton of money put into it, so I'd say it probably ends up on yeah. the ballot this year. But the question is, um, is that where the people of Missouri are at, or not?
1: Well, and and I that's something that I would I know that Missouri is not the only place that our podcast is heard, and you gotta you gotta vote with your dollars. Um, yeah, you know, if I would I would encourage people that do have a gambling problem to, you know, look into something, um, look into something like. Getting into the stock market with that money, it's it's open year round, and uh, you know, maybe you learn something at least. There's a lot to learn, Um, so we'll see how that
0: works uh, throughout the rest of the year, and whether Mm -hmm. they get the signatures and what that messaging looks like. And you know, if
1: (laughs) if they add education into it, it is a possibility. That's what I'm saying. There's some net positive because that's going to be you
0: know they've always got to find the carrot to oh, yeah. get people to think, oh, well, that money is going to go to education yeah. and pay teachers more or it's whatever like it might a,
1: be. And, it's um, like a 5,000-page... A lot of times they don't read the fine print. But, like a 5,000-page bill to, uh, yeah. you know, in the climate crisis with nothing in there really deals with the right. climate. So this week,
0: Tim, another big... Uh, thing that happened in the news is the world economic forum and, um, uh, you know, their meeting in Davos was this week. And mm. so there's a lot of news coming out of that. Um, and mainly, you know, I briefly went over the video from Javier Malie, the new president of Argentina we've talked about before, who is just seemingly on fire. This mm. guy is just all over, you know, um, Wrecking government programs and saying no, we've got to get away from this. We got to get back to freedom. Hmm. So his his speech was just scorching, you know, basically looking right at all the elites, and that's what it is. I mean, um, this group, the World Economic Forum, which was founded by a German engineer by the name of Klaus Schwab, and by the way, this guy looks just like a Bond villain if you if you look him up. I
1: mean, it's, you will have nothing. And you will like it, <laughs> right?
0: But it's world, uh, you know the the world's elites. You know, hop on their their private Lear jets, and they, uh, you know, their twenty thousand dollar alligator shoes and Gucci bags, and they and they go to this lavish place over there in Switzerland and have this meeting where they all discuss how that they know best. And lecture us you know mm-hmm. on how the the you know the the environment and global warming and the the crisis that are happening around the world and tell us us peasants you know that uh we're we're having too many kids and we need to
1: eat bugs instead of meat you know yeah. and all these ideas that they come up with well, they've adopted that already you know they've they've they're living it you know i mean i I think they all went to Davos. I'm pretty sure they must have taken a uh nuclear powered carriage or something, you know, something skis, Just something with skis on it. They had to have skied there or maybe one of those gondolas. It does look snowy and cold. Yeah. It's uh it really is like that I laughed harder than I've ever laughed on a 1-hour comedy special. But I also cried a lot. Yeah, at the uh, the fact that that lunacy could be spewed by the most powerful people who you know yeah run things. Well, and I mean, you know, it's about time though that
0: that there is some some real pushback on this stuff. And I was loving
1: every minute of it. I did. It was well covered. It was well. It was. <laughs>
0: and you could tell, old Javier, man, he oh. was chomping at the bit. Mm. To just go in there and look him right in the eye and say you're the problem, you're not the solution, and so then after that, Kevin Roberts, who is uh, the Heritage Foundation, I mean, he went scorched earth that as was, well. Which the Heritage Foundation is a great organization. That was great coverage of, and I mean, served up a real nice reminder of mm. uh, how that the elites, you know, are the problem. Yeah. So let's listen to his little presentation here. This is really good.
3: It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally up for it. it's, it's, it's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, mm-hmm. which I've mentioned earlier. But the, the thing that I wanna drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. (laughs) Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum, is climate change. Elites tell us that we we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. This is great. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization the World Health Organization, Mm. is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the Global South. These are practices that are under review if not being rejected by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood, and do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of leadership.
1: Awaken lions. Yeah. I, listened I can't to that agree speech. more. I listened to that speech uh, by El Javi, and good stuff.
0: It was good. Good And stuff. so true. And I think they're right. I think he will take on those issues. And I think the American people are behind him. And that's what these people are overlooking. Because they're out of touch. And that's the bottom line with these people. They're so out of touch with the average American, where they're at on these issues. Um, To think that this trans ideology stuff is something that the majority of the American people are okay with Mm. is completely ludicrous. But yet, they will try to say that we're the minority, that we've got to get with it when it comes to these progressive ideas. And the fact is, the American people are not there. You know, I even heard it the other day in the hearing when we heard the bathroom bill and several others, you know, and that was, well, times have changed. You know, this is... If I had a dollar for every time the Democrats say, well, this is 2022 or this is 2023 or this is 2024... As if to say that because of the year that it is, then we've got to accept, you know, X, whatever this new, crazy, progressive agenda might be. And
1: without any thought to the the unintended consequences for our country and for our kids. Yeah. Say say what you mean. Say this is the year that we are departing from reality. This is the year that we stop believing our eyes. Right. We stop believing in biological cool senses realities. Yeah.
0: But I think they're right. I think Kevin Roberts was spot on with that and did so well um, to to give some points there as to why the elites are the problem, not the solution, and why that a strong president is, is necessary to tackle those issues in the time that we're in. A couple more things, Tim. Uh, next up, Alec Baldwin indicted in the shooting on the set of Rust. And uh, I will say that uh, we we stand behind Alec Baldwin. By the way, you definitely don't always want to stand in front of him because we we value our life. Hmm. But yeah, so this has been quite the saga uh, of what has happened with Alec Baldwin on the set of this show or movie or what it was that they were filming in. Supposedly picked up the prop gun and it was loaded. Lots of questions about
1: that. But, um, I mean, is there any possibility, like, have they done any links or found any links that he would have wanted that person dead?
0: Well, I'm sure there has been a lot of um, questions in those investigations. but But I think it's... You know, I, I said all along that I think it's probably inevitable that he has to stand, uh, you know, in front of a jury on this. And uh, do you feel like he'll be cleared? It's hard to say. I mean, it's pretty difficult to explain it any other way, you know. I mean, obviously, the the person who was in charge of the... The prop guns is definitely partially at fault, right? Right. But there's just so many questions with this, Um, and this. So originally, the the involuntary manslaughter charges were dropped in April, if you remember. Um, But now we have another indictment. Hmm. So I think it's in new in New Mexico where they where they were filming. Uh, two counts of involuntary manslaughter.
3: Hm. I
1: just, I don't know. That's
0: so, yeah, I, just, I would
1: think it would be, would have been settled by now. You would think it's just a strange thing. Like the, it's very strange. Um, it, didn't something it, similar happen with, uh, was it jet, jet Lee or, or, uh, not Jet uh, um Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, sorry, Jet
0: Lee. Yeah. I can't remember all that was involved with that, but uh for his it, son. It, it was on it, a movie was set. It his son? Brandon Lee was also involved in.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I guess it can happen. Just it's really hard for me to believe though that it wasn't intentional for a bullet to be in that gun. It's really hard for me to believe that. Mm-hmm. Understanding firearms, understanding ammunition. Understanding you're on the set of a movie and there's a person who actually, their job is to be over the prop guns. And you know there's there's tons of safety
1: precautions that are right. taken with that. And I mean, if they hired me to be that person, I could see I'm not really a I I-dotter or a T-crosser. Sometimes I don't even remember to cross the T in the I in Tim. Yeah, but there's a big difference between just logistically, okay? Yeah. Uh, there's
0: a big difference between a blank bullet. Big difference. Which actually isn't a bullet. A blank round and a round that has powder and a bullet in it.
1: That That's an actual projectile. They're completely different right. looking. They're different just, in weight. I was just going through my, like, in my mind how something like this could happen. And he was like, the guy, he, he was like, Dude, I want to take this Desert Eagle to the shooting range this weekend. You know, brings it back, no harm, no foul. And I think sl- it slaps it on the desk.
0: It was a revolver, which is even more yeah less likely that you know because visibly, just trying to uh,
1: trying to think how this could happen. I know it's it's hard it's, to wrap your
0: mind around. Other than the fact that I think somehow somewhere there was an intentional reason why that a bullet ended up in that gun mm. and that it was the one that you know
1: right that was ready to fire whenever he picked it up and shot yeah you have a i like was it a russian roulette situation where there was one bullet in it i would i would love to know if it was fully loaded with six straight up bullets or it had you or know, if it had five five blanks, blanks and a, one bullet yeah or just one bullet Maybe the guy was like, hmm, wonder wonder what the chances are. I don't know. I have no context. It's just hard to imagine. I think how it was actually a woman that was in charge of the uh, of the
0: prop guns. Hmm. But yeah, so I guess again, we're gonna see. Um, you know, the legal system doesn't exactly get in a hurry. So it could be a little while before we find out another verdict on this, but
1: don't take your Uh, Guns to town, boys. Don't don't take your prop guns to the range, boys. Leave Leave your guns guns on set, Bill. Bill. Yeah. That's a classic.
0: But the bottom line, moral to the story, is uh, always stand behind Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Always. Uh, Next up, Todd Bowles, coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who is a black coach spoke out about the foolishness that has become the DEI. We have discussed this before actually. So listen to what coach bull says uh, about this. When he is asked by reporters and he's, he's visibly annoyed that they even asked this question um, by these idiot reporters and Listen to what he says. Uh, you, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I no wonder what your
1: relationship was like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining the NFL.
4: I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coast against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and think it's a big deal. As far as us being coaching against each other, I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully, he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But
2: you also, have-
3: mm.
0: it's really simple. He said we coach ball. We don't look at color. Mm. And then he goes on to say,
2: representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches,
0: so she's throwing out the whole DEI argument. You know, representation matters basically by percentages and all that stuff she's talking about and that's when he you, you can tell he gets visibly frustrated with these reporters like this is ridiculous and then they see you guys
4: you know, they see someone that looks like them grew up like them that has to mean something. well when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them means that we're eyeballs to begin with and I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it everybody else will as well.
0: He said, "The minute you guys stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will." I love
1: that. Isn't that awesome? I the way the way that's I mean that's how I live my life. I I'm I know that's how you live your life. I mean let's let's just go off merit. Yeah. So he's saying the 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 moment that the woke media.
0: And the institutions of learning stop this madness that's Mm. happening is the moment that we can return to respecting people because they're people and realizing that DEI is actual further discrimination according to their definition of practice, which is treating people different because of the color of their skin rather than recognizing the content of their character and the merit that they express in their abilities. And so... It is so simple.
1: It really is. And he's... He's dead he, right about he it. He said it. He said it. He said it well, and and I just it's it's sad that uh, it has it has to be said. It's
0: it is, and you can tell you know by the frustration on his face. I mean, obviously, an, an accomplished coach that has done so well, and here he is being questioned by some idiot reporter about you know his motives and intentions, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah you know as if he plays the game and he looks at color when it comes to the other coach
1: that he is playing against i mean it's so ridiculous and it's so wild that i mean where is dei in in the nba where is dei really
0: well did you see where where in the Elon NFL. asked uh, oh what's the guy the mavericks
1: <laughs> uh mark cuban mark
0: cuban where he asked him if he was going to hire the, the person who's like four foot tall because mm. Cuban was talking about all the DEI stuff and Elon asked him, well, I assume then that you would consider <laughs> hiring so-and-so that's four foot tall
1: to play on the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely A white four foot tall. Well, you person. need, you need height. You need, you know, you, you've got to have diversity in weight height. Yeah. Where does it end? It's not just color. Then if you want to go down that road, I mean, we should probably pull some, Folks over from the women's NBA. Like, when should we look at all their uh, I will uh, say test scores and average that out? I will say that I have no interest in basketball anymore. So, like, co-ed basketball could be fun. <laughs> I Got a Shaquille O'Neal and I don't know any women basketball players. Either. But it would be, like, I feel like it would be, Grade A in entertainment. Yeah. I'd watch a game. Yeah. Just. It could be dangerous, though. Well, I mean, I feel like it would answer a lot of questions for some people who have them. I don't have a lot of questions in that area.
0: Yeah, You know, there is some merit to this. <clears> okay, so my thinking on a lot of this stuff is maybe we should just let it go for a bit. People are going to die. That's the and, only and, and downside. I know that's the downside. But it's like, at what
1: point are people going to realize just that this is so ridiculous? F- for science, maybe we should have one professional football game with professional women football players, and maybe that would do some it, NFL do the trick players and be highly televised. And just to kind of even it out a little bit, the men don't get to wear any any pads, any any protection. Women yeah. can be in full, and just see what happens. For science, yep. Uh, even the flag football game at the Pro Bowl might be a good place to like see what happens. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not. Uh, I don't know. And then maybe for science, for science, we could have like a you know a I don't know a breastfeeding competition where you know some transgenders get to come and compete. And just, like, not televised, but just ounce for ounce, mm. see who's better. Mm. See see who fulfills that role <laughs> just for science. Just for research. Yeah. Just, like, see who produces yep. the most ounces of that wholesome goodness that nurtures young lives. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be <laughs> quite... An
0: interesting competition.
1: I think it would be one-sided in both cases. And like, let's, yeah. let's. En- I have a feeling it would be. Mm-hmm. Let's embrace the things that we're best at. Yeah. And let's benefit, you know. Uh, what a world to live in. Mm.
0: So last up, Tim, a Babylon B video, because we like it so much. And it's about dealing with an aging grandparent. Have you seen this yet? No. That's great. You gotta you gotta watch this. Was
1: so, it is it the one where Don't Don't spoil it. Okay. Just just watch is, this. Is the man a president? No. Okay. I saw a pretty funny one. Here it is. Grandpa.
4: Grandpa. Grandpa! Huh? I think it's time that we had um, kind music. of a difficult conversation with you.
2: You know how much we love you, right?
4: Right. And I love you too.
2: And we only want what's best for you.
4: hmm it's, it's becoming more and more clear to us that we can't take care of you the way that you need to be taken care of. Why are you talking like that?
2: I'm fine. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> but let's be honest here. You're getting older, and things happen.
4: You get confused, you forget where you are.
2: You fall down.
4: You need to go someplace where they can take care of you.
2: Where people your age go.
4: I think it's time for you to run for US Senate. (laughs) No, (laughs) how can you do this to me? I still have a lot of good years left.
1: Of course you do, Grandpa. But just think, you'll be with people your own age.
4: (laughs) You'll have know, staff. They can take really good care of you. You know, they can whisper in your ear how to vote, you know. Just say aye. <laughs> <laughs> <Hi. laughs>
1: aye. And, and you don't even have to serve out the full six-year term.
2: I mean, in four years, you'll be 96. You could run for president.
4: I, I understand your concern, but I'm fine. Really, I'm...
2: Grandpa? Hey. Grandpa,
1: are you Grandpa.
4: okay? Oh, he froze up. <sighs> Yes, he's just McConneling again. He's McConneling. <laughs> okay. I never know what they said. It. You just have to wait it out. He's going to come back any second. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what are you staring at?
2: It happened again,
4: Grandpa. It happened again. You McConnel. I did McConnell. Maybe you McConnell. We oh, did not McConnell, Grandpa. We were sitting here talking to each yeah. other. You can't talk to each other when you're McConneling. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry. Besides, you, you went all.
4: Really? Look, look, you're gonna (laughs) love it there. You're gonna love it there. And we'll come visit. Okay, I guess. If you think it's best. We do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not serving on any of those lame committees like ethics. I want something cool. Like Ways and Means.
2: Yeah.
4: Or Ways and Means.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: stands up. <laughs> How old was Feinstein?
0: <laughs> Shaking hands with nobody. <laughs>
4: yeah. I think he's ready. I
0: think
2: he's ready.
4: Yeah. I thought... He's got to get three or four terms left. You
0: know? <laughs> Hi there. My name is... Whatever. Unimportant.
4: What's important is I am running for Senate and I need your... Oh,
1: McConnell, McConnell like... again.
4: Hi there. My name is Grandpa.
1: For 10 years... (laughs) I was... uh, How do you feel about... Oh, man. I know how you feel about term limits, but how do you feel about age limits? You know,
0: I think there needs to be...
1: our competency. Some
0: kind of test of competence, mental competence,
1: and uh, physical competence. But that just... You're an ageist. Well, I
0: don't know. Just a bigoted I, ageist. I suppose there's some term that somebody could
1: bring up with that, but uh I mean Feinstein she was she was just fit as a fiddle till the last minute. Well I don't know. <laughs> hey oh, Siri.
0: Man. How old was Diane Feinstein when she died? Ninety. Woo!
1: Ninety years old. She voted up till the last minute. Yep. You know what her her last words were? I. They were whispering all along. She said, "What's that?"
0: Oh man. I... Well, <clears throat>
1: we. We've, we've killed another. Went out with the bang, there, Tim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> well, so. With that, um, everybody, thanks for listening. Yes. We appreciate your patience. You made it this far. You have the patience, Joe. And I I need to remind everybody to uh, leave us a review. And uh, so do that on all those platforms if you can. Go over to Apple, leave a review for us. Five Star, Spotify, that really helps us to get more attention on the interwebs. So do that. We are trying to amp up our social media as well. So you can check us out on Instagram and X and send us an email at mancave caucus at gmail.com. Nice. If you have a question or something you would like to, uh, ask us to discuss on the show. But with that, I just want you guys to know that, uh, you you're the best audience there is out there. Yes. I don't care what Tim says about you. I uh
1: I agree actually. So with that, you guys have a great day. God bless.